That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and it is Friday night. Hope you're ready to break it on down with us because it is the end of the regular fantasy season. So we have to get you into that playoff. So we're here to help you out, break it on down with my fantasy friends, talk about the latest and greatest we got going on this week, and, of course, got Brian in the house, talk about some injuries as well. But let's get this thing started. It's time for TSS. It's time for TSS Fantasy. Football players, you don't have to take a shower to go to work. There it is. Santa Coop, indeed. You're damn right. Ho, ho, ho. Well, let's welcome in to the studio Justin Jesus Herrera. Speaking of hoes, jingle bells and the dolphins smell. <laughs> and the bills are running away. No, I'm just <laughs> oh, good one, good one. See, we didn't even prep for that. I mean, that's right off the dome. Like, I mean, wow, that's some great stuff, right? All right, all right. Now that now that everyone's gone, let's get things started. Uh, go to tssfantasy.com. Look at those latest and greatest rankings that are up there. I know Justin's are going to get up there at some point, so make sure you check that out. Also, don't forget, you uh, go to Underdog Fantasy, use the promo code TSS. We'll double that deposit up to $100. Also, Jazz Sportsbook, lots of great sport, or excuse me, lots of great promos in there uh, as well. So make sure you use the promo code TSS. Also, if you're looking for some championship bling, it's about to be that time. Look no further. Pro and belts. That fantasy champion is about to be crowned here very soon. Let's hope it's you. All right. Well, we got our fantasy, or excuse me, our injury expert in the house. I'm all over the place tonight. Let's bring him in because we got to talk about a big week coming in. Let's go. Sup, sup. Brian Scott from the Injured List. Welcome into the studio, my friend. I know you're on another show last night. Now you're on an even better one. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't keep them straight anymore. There's so many I'm helping out. It's crazy. I got to I gotta start charging a fee. Hey, hey the medical expert. That's what I keep trying oh. to say. I, oh. I know. Well, we got a really long list. So... Some of them are going to kind of breeze through. Some of them I don't even know what the hell's going on, so I might just skip altogether. I don't know. I'll kind of just wing it here as we go down. But some of the bigger names on this list are pretty important for fantasy and and the regular season as far as playoff positioning, you know, records, home field advantage. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. So let's get started, shall we? Uh, yes, uh, real quick though, David. Um, I have to say, me, we're, we'll glance over it. All right, how about that? We'll just glance over last night after after Brian goes. All right, my bad. All right, Brian, let's hit it. So Trevor Lawrence, this is a big one. Everyone's like, is he playing? Oh my god, I thought I think he broke his leg. No, it was a high ankle sprain. He did practice though Thursday and Friday in a limited capacity, and they said it was a high ankle sprain, which is pretty Im- impressive that he can actually get back on the field that quickly. Now, the dude's been banged up a little bit here and there, but he hasn't missed any time all year. So he's willing to play with some bumps and bruises. There's a good chance we might see him this weekend, but it sounds like it's truly going to be a game-time decision. So, yeah, this could go either way. Um, If he does play, he's definitely going to be taped up, wrapped up, you name it. It's going to limit his mobility a little bit, but it sounds like it wasn't serious. They had an MRI earlier in the week, so avoided any major damage. 
it's really just a matter of how he's going to feel and whether or not he thinks he can be, you know, contribute at a high level. So, um, 100%. That's uh, Derek Carr dealing with ribs and a concussion. He actually practiced in full today, uh, but he's still in concussion protocol. It seems like that's the only thing kind of uh, surrounding uh, his questionable status. So we'll have to see if he's able to clear concussion protocol uh, Sunday. And um, that should kind of be done within 90 minutes before game time. So pay attention there. Uh, People have been asking me about Tyrod Taylor and whether or not he's going to be back. Um, He's officially in that 21-day practice window. Um, and the Giants made some roster moves with their other two backup quarterbacks in Matt Barkley and Jacob Beeson, who are both now gone. So it sounds like he's going to be available, I think, um, if they officially activate him to the uh, active roster. But I don't think we're going to see him play. I think they're still going to ride uh, Tommy Cutlets over there, um, which I'm okay with. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. You know, I'm Italian too, so I can I can see it. And um, Geno Smith popped up on the injury report uh, late this week. He tweaked his groin in practice on Thursday, yesterday. So um, they gave him a rest day today, but it sounds like it was a planned rest day, maybe because of the groin injury. I'm not sure. Uh, Again, this could be a true game time decision based on how he feels Sunday morning. So we'll have to pay attention. Um, Ramondre Stevenson dealing with his high ankle sprain. They're saying he's going to miss a few weeks. So we probably won't see him for at least, my guess is three, maybe four depending on the severity, but high ankle sprains, again, no good. Um, Jonathan Taylor with this thumb. So uh, reports stated that he had an internal brace device used to repair the ligament in his thumb, which is something that we use to do a lot of ligament repairs, soft tissue repairs in the ankle, um, the thumb, um, and other parts of the body. And what that does is basically kind of help speed along the rehab. doesn't necessarily speed along healing, but it does also provide a stop check so that it kind of protects that ligament against further injury. Um, so that's why you're able to start rehab quicker. So I think we might actually see him maybe next week. They're saying three to five weeks, but I think we could see him closer to that three-week mark. My guess is that he might be playing with it wrapped or splinted um, just as an extra precaution, which could affect his ability to kind of hold on to the ball and could put a bullseye in his back where people might try to knock it loose. But it's not a lower leg injury. It's not a lower body injury. So we could see him, shouldn't lose a step, Um that's good news there. Uh, Brees, that's crazy news. Yeah, I it is crazy. thought he yeah. was done. So, and, yeah. and, 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 you know, this is a, a surgery that quarterbacks have been back in five weeks. Uh, uh, Drew Brees a few years ago dealt with this and was back pretty quick too. So, And they're throwing. That was their throwing hand. So this is, for a running back, it's actually not unheard of or out of this world possibility for him to be able to do that. So, so um, go check your uh, leagues right now and make yeah. sure those guys didn't drop Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, yeah, that's a big one. Uh, Brees Hall, he um, had a full practice today and is expected to play. He was dealing with some ankle stuff, but played through it last week. I don't think it's a big deal. He he might get a shared workload, though, um, with um, their other running backs. Uh, Kenneth Walker is dealing with some oblique thing. He missed it already, which is kind of surprising, um, given, you know, oblique injuries aren't pretty common in football, so to speak. So not sure what he's going to do this weekend. You know, he had a light walkthrough that he participated in on Wednesday. So if he was able to get back to full uh, today, we should see him available. Um, Zach Charbonnet was dealing with the knee issue, and this is coming from their head coach, Ben Carroll, who's not an expert by any means, um, that it was a bruise. Who knows? Um, I think we will see him if that's the case. Now, there's another report I heard about Isaiah Pacheco, and, and I, you guys can maybe help me with this. Apparently, Andy Reid was saying that he, there's a chance that he might go on IR. And yeah, that's, I, I, that's that story has come across today. I, you know, I can't, I didn't get into the story to be honest with you. Yeah. I was on the road a lot, but it, someone texted me about it actually today, um, and I heard, uh, of course, my ESPN alerts were going off with people picking up Clyde's Edward Hilaire and everything <laughs> else. So. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that they would do that at this stage of the game because what that really, I mean, that basically puts him out almost the entire rest of the regular season and doesn't really give him time to prepare for a playoff run because you can't practice with the team at all um, when you're on IR. So you're basically limited to just doing like rehab stuff and some side work, but you're technically not supposed to be doing any type of team stuff. So I don't know why they would do that at this juncture of the game unless it's something really serious. But apparently some other reports were saying that he'd been playing through this. So I'm not really sure what's going on with that. Um, kind of surprising to hear that. Um, 
maybe some some of it had to do with Derek McKinnon's issue. I mean, he's been dealing with the groin thing and missed uh, week 12 um, and then was questionable week 13. I think he ended up missing that week too. And then was limited last week in practice before that. So who knows what's going on with him and his groin. Uh, even if he did get a practices in this week, there's, there's no guarantee he's going to suit up either. So, but maybe this, you know, um, Pacheco thing has something to do with that. I'm not sure. Um, Aaron Jones is dealing with an MCL sprain. Again, these can take sometimes up to four to six weeks. Um, I'm not so sure he's ready to go yet. I'm not sure if he practiced this week, so pay attention there. I would expect him to at least get a full practice session in, though, before being a, a good to go. So if he was able to do that, then maybe he's he's ready. Um, Amari Cooper, he was in concussion protocol earlier in the week. He didn't practice on Wednesday, so if he can get through the concussion protocol, he should be available. Um, some guys were asking me about Tank Dell, if this is going to affect him long term. I don't think so. Um, if it was a pretty straightforward fibular fracture, and a fix, then it shouldn't cause any major long-term issues, and we should see him healthy and ready to go start next season. Um, the timing was really just a bummer here because he might have been able to make it back if it happened earlier in the year, but since it was so late, he's not going to be back. Uh, Puka Nakua was dealing with an AC joint sprain, as we suspected, but he's been quoted as saying he's going to be ready to go, no issues. I think we will see Justin Jefferson this weekend make his return, thank goodness. Um, he was able to get some full sessions in this week, and um, that's a good sign that he's ready. And he's been very um, conservative with treating it and saying he's not going to go unless he feels ready. So it sounds like he is. Um, Josh Palmer has entered the 21-day practice window after this knee injury, but it sounds like he's not going to be activated this weekend. I think we'll have to wait maybe another week. Uh, Christian Watson, uh, I don't know if he practiced, but if he did, great. If not, stick a fork in him because... Um, Second time he's injured this hamstring this season, missed three weeks at the beginning of the year. Uh, this is one of those things where you don't bounce back from it this time of year uh, with a second injury. And this is why hamstrings suck so bad uh, because they can creep up and get you again at any moment in time. Uh, you're never out of the woods with these until you have adequate rest. And sometimes it doesn't happen during the season. Uh, Chris Olave apparently is dealing with the flu and missed practice the last two days but is officially listed as questionable. He actually might be a game-time decision because of this. He was feeling pretty shitty, I guess, and uh, they're not sure if he's going to be available, but um, because of the flu, not because of an actual sports injury. And then uh, Dawson Knox, um, tight end position, Dawson Knox, uh, he's entered a 21-day practice window after wrist surgery. Um, I don't think he's going to be ready this weekend, but he could be available next weekend. Um, Tyler Boyd was dealing with an ankle issue, was limited Thursday, Friday, but he is expected to be available. They were just keeping him out for load management. Apparently that's a thing in the NFL now too. Um, tight ends, Taysom Hill dealing with a foot and hand thing. I think we'll see him. That dude doesn't usually miss any time. Not sure if he's even fantasy relevant, but everybody kind of falls into that trap pick, putting him on his team. Uh, Dalton Schultz was dealing with a hamstring issue, limited in practice on Wednesday, but I think he'll be able to go if he got a full session in today. Um, Tyler, Higby was dealing with a neck issue, wasn't uh, a participant in practice on Wednesday. Um, neck stuff you got to be really careful with. So until I see him have a full practice, not sure he'll be ready. Uh, Dallas Goddard should be available. He's been practicing in full. He's kind of at that point where he should be healed up enough that he can play. He might have some padded uh, wrist uh, forearm protection on there, but he should be good to go. They wouldn't let him step on the field if he wasn't at least showing signs on the x-ray of healing which you can see at four weeks after uh, surgery. So, And then uh, people have been asking about Daller, da Darren Waller, whether or not he's coming back. Um, you know, uh, maybe, but who cares? I, I, <laughs> I will say this, however, Brian, if you would have drafted Taysom Hill this year, you would have the number five fantasy tight end on the year. That's no trap right there, my friend. That man's yeah. been balling well. out. I had him two years ago, and he gave me a few good games, but wasn't worth it. You know, it's like up the roster spot. It's yeah. like some old pain. You're I, I kind of like to call it. He's kind of like the, the ex-girlfriend that you had, like back in high school, that you kind of hope comes around again for that second go around, and just kind of teases you a little bit, but never quite <laughs> commits mad. all the way. That's kind of like <laughs> Taysom Hill in fantasy for me. So I stay away from him now. I like that. I like that analogy. All right, my brother, where can we follow, subscribe, get all your great content when you're not on here? And of course, blessing us on Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah. So injured list at injured list pod down below on Twitter, the injured list.com, my website, we've got Andrew LaDuke and I putting out our inside the medical with some additional information and fantasy advice for dealing with your injured roster players. Uh, so check that out on the website, small fee and you can cancel any time worth your dollar or whatever it is. But um, 
yeah, that's basically where I'll be. We'll got some podcast episodes kind of in the works here that we'll be putting out toward the start of the new year. So pay attention to those. Some former NFL players coming your way. Talk about their experiences and stuff. It's pretty cool. So uh, check out the podcast as well. All good stuff, right? Thanks so much for hanging out with us tonight, breaking it down with us anyway. We'll see you on Sunday morning. And right. uh, get your dancing shoes on because we about to break it on down. That dance, I don't think will ever get old. Ever, ever, ever. Let's break this thing on down. Um, you know, speaking of Fred, let's go right to it. The Texans at the Jets. Um, Texans against fantasy QBs are 20th against running back 17th. I get, oh, you know what? I didn't even talk about last night's game, but I mean, we need to talk about that for a second. But let's go. Receiver 16th, tight ends 28th. Jets on the other side, 7th against fantasy QBs, 25th against running backs, numero uno against receivers, and 25th against tight ends 24th sorry against tight ends what say you my friend give me some guys you like and don't like in this one uh so this one feels like a trap game for cj stroud it feels almost too good to be true um i can still see the texans winning this game but it kind of feels like one of those games you know stroud has gotten a little bit you know interception heavy in these past couple weeks. I mean, it was, I think it was like two weeks ago, he threw more interceptions than he had touchdowns. Um, you know, he's, he's really good at the level that he's at right now, as far as being a rookie, but I can see him getting maybe a little bit struggling, getting a little bit stressed out with this game. Uh, this game doesn't have um, big score vibes for me. I think it might be, you know, close to that ugly-ass Falcons game that we saw uh, like a week ago where it was like, did anybody score a touchdown? Did anybody succeed in this game? Did you want to play anybody in fantasy in this game? But, uh, you know, as I'm saying this, I will recommend Nico Collins because Nico Collins has been putting up big numbers all year long, and he's probably going to be the only real target to be worried about um, outside of if Dalton Schultz starts, of course, then Dalton Schultz has tight ends have been money against the Jets this year. Uh, for the Jets, Zach Wilson is back. So, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to tell you about the wide receivers, the tight ends, everybody. But uh, all seriousness, if Brees Hall starting, um, Houston's not been very good against running back position this year. Uh, look out for Brees Hall. Hopefully he comes back for you. God, I need him to come back for me this week. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's It's been a struggle, bro. It was, looking at that guy putting up like 10 points, you're like, come uh, on. I know. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, long shots. I'll say these are my long shots of this game. Tyler Conklin getting over 10 points and Noah Brown actually having a serviceable game. He's somebody I picked up in a lot of leagues and held on to. This is your moment, kid. Tank Dell is out. Unfortunately, hope you heal up, Tank. Really loved you in the draft. Tank Dell is out. This is your time to pull out that 10-catch, 150-yard game that you were pulling out earlier in the season. So, like I said, Noah Brown and Tyler Conklin are my long shots in this one. But I'm not really grabbing a lot of players in this game. Well, it's good you're not, because I'm going to go a little bit against your analysis. Um, I will tell you this, though. Dalton Schultz was, and I only know this because the my draft blurred me, and I have him in my uh, one of my leagues, that he is officially out uh, this game. Uh, so no Dalton Schultz on this one. Now, I will say, however, I would definitely bench C.J. Stroud. I'm not even looking at those receivers this week. You got a bad matchup uh, for them. And here's the added X factor. Go look at the weather report for this game. It is an absolute downpour with 20 mile an hour winds. Mm -mm. Don't play. No pass catchers. 
it, it, the way I look at this matchup, it defense rules, and we'll talk about this on Sunday, but I can't believe I might pick the uh, in this one because, listen, a, a revigorated offense, all they need is three points, maybe three or six to win this one, uh, quite frankly. I, I play the Ds. Now, again, check the weather. Hey, I'm not the playing the Patriots now. Right. No, but again, 20 miles an hour wins and a downpour is a big, big deal. Like, that's a big deal. So I, I don't see a lot going on um, as far as offense in this. And like I said, I might be a surprise and pick the um, – David, thank you for joining us. Thank you are feeling well. Appreciate you. And we will see you back on Sunday for Wake and Rake and TFSF start and sit. Um, I wonder if David's under the weather after that game. Like, let's talk about that real quick. Actually, uh, ironically, it was so funny because you brought up the go see a movie. And sure enough, I said it was going to happen. And it sure the hell did. We ended up watching Christmas movies. It was one Hallmark. Uh, I ended up watching. Some, I forgot what it was, but it was actually kind of funny. Um, on Peacock, some regular Christmas movie. And then we watched some Hallmark movie and I went to sleep. Um, but on the other TV, I had that game on and I was sitting there like, oh, my first I'm like, oh, my God, the Patriots there. It's 21. Nothing. What is going on right now? Like, you know, Ezekiel Elliott's out there. You know, I got look at Hunter Henry making these diving catches. Oh, my God. What's going on? And then, you know, then Pittsburgh starts to answer a little bit as well. So it got very interesting in a game that we didn't think was going to be interesting at all. Uh, Bailey Zappi, 243 TDs at a pick at 13 yards on the ground, whatever. But, I mean, nice game for Bailey Zappi. Zeke, like I just mentioned, 68 yards on the ground. But how about this? Seven receptions, 72 yards, and a TD? Oh, my goodness. Uh, Hunter Henry. Uh, three receptions, 40 yards, two TDs. So, I mean, wow, some very relevant fantasy sats from a game that I didn't think was going to have anything at all. Mitch Trubisky struggled like we thought he, you know, we thought both would really, but he did end up also rushing for 30 yards and getting in the end zone. So he made himself have a decent night, end up being the leading rusher on the team as well. Deontay Johnson, 57 yards and a TD. Um, but yeah, what a surprise last night. Um, yeah, any reaction to it at all? Or, you know, I want to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, my main reaction is not looking at the game, it's looking towards the future. Like, uh, a lot of people are calling for Mike Tomlin's head. I don't think that's the appropriate response to this right now. I think Mike Tomlin is a made man in this league, and rightfully so. He's done a lot. Um, you're still seven and six and somehow in a playoff race because this guy has overcome his quarterback woes. But I would say for both of these guys, it's time for the GM and, and Bill's position to get a GM to finally sit them down and say, hey, you have made terrible decisions at quarterback. It is time to actually figure this the fuck out and we need to do it real quick. Because on the Bill side of it, you know, he's a living legend, six Super Bowls. But goddamn, you cannot have Matt Jones and Bailey Zappi as your future. That is not going to work. And you need a lot of revamping on that offense. Because that defense, that defense, whatever you want to say about Bill, you can never say that his defense doesn't come ready to play and that he doesn't get the best out of his defense. Always. Everybody. Everybody on his team. And on the defensive side, they play for him. On the yep. offensive side, I think they play for a JV coach or something like that because they they that's the talent that they bring out most of the time. And like on the other side too, Tomlin, his defense always plays for him. And his offense, he has so much talent on that offense, but the quarterback thing is so freaking bad. I'm like, oh, my God, if they drafted Brock Purdy, they'd be in the fucking Super Bowl because that talent is actually legit. Like, you got Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, you got uh, freaking Pickens and Johnson. It's good. I I left this game going, wow, the Steelers really do have a conundrum this year. They got to say goodbye to a guy they drafted two years ago, and they got to do it, you know, right now because, you know, it's it's only the tie the, – clock keeps ticking for Tomlin to, you know, get that second Super Bowl or even get a playoff win since Big Ben's been gone. 
Big Ben. Oh, wow. I don't think I'd hear that name tonight. All right. He's resurrected. Um, and another I feel like game... they'd take him right now. <laughs> I know the hell they would. Absolutely. Even at the latter end. Um, and another game that's going to be affected by weather, not as bad as the New York Jets game, but Rams at Ravens. Um, fan against fantasy QBs, the Rams are 19th. Against running backs are 8th. Against receivers, they're 11th. And against tight ends, they're 30th. The Ravens, number one against fantasy QBs, 10th against running backs, second against receivers, and eighth against tight ends. So, guys you like and don't like. I uh, like Lamar Jackson in this game. I think this is going to be Lamar's really big coming out game. I'm thinking he's going to have a splash game this week, uh, running and passing. Like me some Zay Flowers. Here's one for you, kids. Like me some Isaiah Likely. This guy is good. He is. Out of Coastal Carolina, he is an athletic tight end. I can see him having himself a day. On the Rams side, I'm not big into a lot of them other than maybe Kyron Williams. And even then, you know, I think he's been playing really well. But this Ravens defense really does get after it at all levels. I mean, they're – I mean, Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen – about as good of a duo in the league as you can get at linebacker. They're both really fast and cover sideline to sideline. They're not plotters. They're really just they're guys that can fill the holes and get bounce out into coverage. That's what you want in a linebacker. I don't think Kyron Williams has ever really wowed me. He's just he's a guy who's just really good at his job. He's really good at being the prototype running back. And for me, I'm like, okay, that's amazing. You've been doing phenomenal in the system. But I think when it comes to a heavy defense like the Ravens, it might slow him down this week. Uh, no, Puka Nakua is looking like he's limited this week. So he's kind of one guy that I'd be sitting back and saying, maybe I'll go the other side. Maybe I'll go Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup hasn't looked himself, but when Puka Nakua exited that game, he kind of got back to that Cooper Cup stat line. You know, he kind of brought back into it. I think he had like five to seven catches and he had a touchdown. So he kind of got back into it. I would expect them to be looking at Nakua as more of a decoy this week to kind of get Cup more involved. And then you couldn't catch me with Tyler Higby this part of the season. I just – I can't gamble like that. I would have a problem if I was gambling with Tyler Higby-type money right now. Yeah, especially at this point of the year. Like, you, you, you more than likely need this one unless you've wrapped things up. So, um, yeah, definitely not the time to take risks for sure. Um, all right, Panthers at Saints. Um, Panther and fantasy QBs are fourth. Dead last against running backs. They're fifth against receivers and seventh against tight ends. Saints, they're 12th against fantasy QBs. They're 16th against running backs, 8th against receivers, and 28th against tight ends. What say you on this epic offensive matchup? Uh, this is the go grab that nice cold refreshment out of the fridge game of the week. We we need to get uh, somebody to sponsor us. Coors Light, come on, this is this could be your slot right here. This can make you a nice graphic. This is the go get your Coors Light game of the I week, love it. man. Love oh it. man, this is gonna be so much fun. Said no one ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, all jokes aside, you know, whoever is quarterbacking the Saints, I don't like regardless. But if it's Jameis, it might be fun. It might be fun to take that chance on Jameis just because you you kind of are really like throwing the dice. Like you're either going to get 11 or you're going to get snake eyes. You're like, ah, oh, God damn it, man. <laughs> he's either going to be gold for you. He's going to throw for four touchdowns, 300 yards, maybe two picks, or he's going to throw for six picks. Two touchdowns, six hundred yards, and maybe, maybe it still works out for you. I don't know. I'm not doing the math in my head right now. But anyways, <laughs> on the Saints side, man, I, I don't think you can go wrong with putting Kamara in there. Taysom Hill, thousand percent, like you said, he's found more of a consistency this year, Jason. It's Big been time. weird. Like I feel what Brian was saying because I think two years ago was the year that he had like three games with 37 points and then the rest of the season was like, like seven points. And you're like, fuck. But, you know, this year he's actually week to week he's scoring like 15 to 20 points and I'm 
I'm like, you know what? If I got Taysom Hill in my lineup, I'm putting him in my lineup because mm-hmm. I'll take those 15 points all day long. I don't care if he does it through passing a touchdown, receiving a touchdown, or rushing a touchdown. It is points. Um, on the Carolina side, Jonathan Mingo is an interesting one. Uh, he's been getting a lot more passes. Obviously, the ghost of Adam Thielen is starting to show up. Uh, Bryce Young, I thought Bryce Young was going to light the world on fire last week against the Bucks. It didn't happen. Still kind of waiting for it to happen. I don't think it's the Saints that he's going to do it against. I'd be really surprised if it was. And then I want no – even though Chuba Hubbard did good, I'll give him his props. Two touchdowns last week. I still don't want any part of that running back room. This is play. This is just damn near playoff weeks. In some of my leagues, it is playoff. In some of my leagues, it's getting into that like seedings part of it. I don't want my seeding. I don't want my team to be in the hands of Chuba Hubbard right now. So I'm gonna just leave it at that. There are bolder and braver men than me out there, but I'm just not that guy that's gonna say, "Hey, Chuba." You're in control of my uh, first round team right now. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, that's all Panther- I want out of that. And the Panthers have surprisingly been good in the secondary. Um, so, um, you know, again, as you talk about getting a beer for this one, um, I don't know if I like E. Baker in this one. You know, you got to start Mike Evans if you have him. He's been money all year. Um, he has. And I believe last time he did all right against the against the Panthers, but um, you know the running game I think for the Bucks probably will shine the most. You'll see if you got Rashad White, um, definitely make sure he finds your way in your lineup. Panthers Thanks. absolutely atrocious. Oh, I'm got run the same. My bad, Alvin Kamara. Sorry, <laughs> make sure you Alvin Kamara. Why am I on the Bucks? I don't because <laughs> I mentioned it. I said the, oh. the Panthers last week. <laughs> I just went straight to the Bucks. Like, wait <laughs> My that bad. was a way more entertaining game, though. It'll be way more. Yeah, maybe that's what it. Maybe that's what it was. I'm like, hey, let's talk about a game that's more interesting than the one we have in front of us. All right, let's move on. Colts at the Bengals. Um, Colts ninth against fantasy QBs, 29th against running backs, 15th against receivers, tight ends are 17th. Bengals 22nd against QBs. <laughs> 21st against running backs, 25th against receivers, and 31st against tight ends. I'll save you a little breath here and kind of start off a little bit here. I do like Joe Mixon a lot this week. Um, I even threw him in my DFS, even though he's not somebody um, you look at as like, oh, let's throw him in. He was number one fantasy running back last week, and that's with everyone made a big deal about um, the young kid coming in behind him brown it, he you know he, he made some great plays but still joe mixon again number one fantasy running back on the week colts are very susceptible to the run so i do like that especially at home as well um and you know look the um you know joe burrow be damn Brown looked pretty decent last week so um you know i like this to be one of those sneaky good fantasy games um where these teams kind of go back and forth a little bit um, you know, I know Jonathan Taylor, so obviously Zach Moss, you can expect. I know everyone was a little disappointed what he did last week, but I think he comes a little bit bigger this week um, as well. So what what would you like to add in there, Justin? Oh, I would just like to I would like to pose a question to you. Jacob Browning or Gardner Minshew, who are you putting your fantasy <laughs> hopes and dreams in the hands of if you have to? All right, if I, I have asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so tough because with with Browning, you you see the like like when he did what he was doing last week, you were like, Oh yeah, well, all you have to do is be kind of basic in your approach because there are so many playmakers on the Bengals receiving squad. Like it's it's hard not to do well in that offense. And, you know, Garner Mitchell's been doing it, you know, I don't want to say all year long because that's a little bit might be. He's been okay this year, not too shabby um, in spots. And this, it's not like this Bengals secondary has proven um, that they can stop anyone. So, oh, man. Um, All right. I'll just, I'm going to just say it. I think I'll go, I'm going to give it to Minshew only because um, the defense of the Bengals has been so bad this year. Um, I just kind of, I got to, I, and plus, Minshew's done it longer, so I would go with Minshew. That would be my thing. All right, I'll I talk my I talk myself into that. 
Nice, nice. I like Minshew. Yeah. I, I like Pittman this week as well. Uh, you oh, got to yeah. always start Chase, but I, I really yeah. like Pittman this week. I think that he's going to have a good uh, game against that secondary that you were talking about. Yeah, and not a very good one to say. All right, well, we talked about the Bucks earlier. Now we're going to talk about them for real now. Bucks at Falcons. <laughs> so it's like an NFC South uh, reunion this week. Um, the Bucks are 27th. Against fantasy QBs, ninth against running backs, 29th against receivers, and 16th against tight ends. Falcons, 23rd against fantasy QBs, second against running backs, sixth against receivers, and 23rd against tight ends. So, what are the guys you like and don't like in this one? Um, so this one, man, I I almost want to just say I like B. John Robinson, and that's just about it. But I, I I'll I'll tell you this. I'll give you. I'll give it to it. Um, I like Baker over Ritter. Uh, as far as I like B. John over Rashad. The receivers, you know, I'll take Evans all day long. And, you know, a little nugget there. I, I do think that Trey Palmer is working his way into a breakout game. Uh, Chris Godwin has been pretty absent this entire season. He's been injured often. So I think he's kind of working his way into a breakout game. He does it. He kind of does the whole like speed receiver Debo thing where like he can take an end around. He can take short passes. He obviously seems like there's like some talent there and they like him. So they keep him on the field. Uh, man, on the Falcon side, it's so hard. Uh, it's just like, <laughs> well, like you said, Bijan, and that's about dirty. it. Yeah, that's just about it. You know, there's a part of me that wants to say Drake London's going to be good, but I Don't know who's it. throwing him the fucking football. So right. it's like, Don't it's so it. difficult. <laughs> Although, I, one little thing I'll throw in there is that there was a little uptick with uh, Kyle Pitts last week, I noticed. So, you know, I don't know if that was matchup based or what, but seemed to get a couple more targets. So who knows what might be uh, starting to brew up there. Who knows? Um, all right, well, let's go to this next compelling <laughs> matchup. This is a real compelling one. Jaguars at the Browns. Well, I shouldn't say that. If, if Trevor Lawrence plays in this game, that actually makes this compelling. But these teams, both of them, um, you know, big front runners in the AFC. I don't want to say front runners, but playoff contenders in the AFC, both coming in with a, well, supposedly, we'll see if Trevor Lawrence, I do not see Trevor. If it's a high angle sprain, he's not playing. Um, so both most, most likely will have their backup QBs. Um, and just quite frankly, I'm not even going to read the numbers because you already know Jaguars defense is not very good. They are good against the run. They're fifth against fantasy running backs. Other than that, they're not very good at all. And the Browns are very good. So quite frankly, um, you know, what I foresee in this matchup is, uh, Browns, not, not again, blowing things up all over the Jaguars, but I do see them, um, effectively throwing the football, being able to run. They're going to be able to do a lot because this Jaguars defense allows a lot, period. Now, we'll see what the injuries pertell. So, um, I don't know. Did we? Did Brian bring up Cooper at all? I can't even remember if he mentioned him or not, and I can't remember his status. Um, but if yeah. he's a go, if he's a go, he's a play. I know Christian Kirk is out, so... Um, you know, as far as that goes, you know, you might see an uptick, of course, with Calvin Ridley. Evan Ingram had a huge game last week. I like him a lot this week again um, as well on that side, because what is if the backup, no matter what, if it's Trevor, he goes for Evan Ingram and the backup is going to go for him. Never make it's a nice big target um, for sure. So I like I like Evan Ingram, no matter who plays QB. Um, and of course, you got to start Brown's defense um, on this one as well is what I like. All right. Anything to add in that one? Uh, yeah, Parker Washington. So I, I agree with you. I don't think that Trevor Lawrence is going to be uh, a go. You know, Trevor Lawrence, even if he's a go, I don't think he's somebody you want to start because no. his mobility is going to be shot with that high ankle sprain. You know, and we don't even know because, you know, cocking back and throwing it, you need the lower body leverage to push into your hips. It might be a really rough day for Trevor Lawrence if he plays or if he doesn't play. Because if he doesn't play, he might have to see his team get really beat down. If he does play, he might have to take the beat down himself. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if, if C.J. Beathard is in there, then I'm going to say, you know, put Parker Washington in. Evan Ingram's a good go. Calvin Ridley's leave him on the bench because he still has not proven anything. And then 
On the Brown side, Joe Flacco is an amazing play this week. Amazing <laughs> play this week. He looks so good coming back off the couch from playing like yeah. video games with his kid or some shit. It's like he was playing Madden and he like played his character off free agency or something. He's just like, watch this, watch this. Let me just throw deep balls all day long. One guy to look out for too, Elijah Moore. He was targeting him heavily in that game. He needs a good short-range target. That's going to be Elijah Moore. Uh, also, Harrison Bryant got more, he out-targeted uh, mm-hmm. David and Joku. That's another thing to watch. They got Jerome Ford involved in the passing game. I just think that the Browns, you know, this game is leaning heavy Browns. Uh, if you've got them, put them in. Uh, even if Amari Cooper, if he plays, I'd even throw him in there because – like I said, Joe Flacco still got a cannon on him. Whatever you want to say about that man, he has still got the arm. Because I was watching him. I was reviewing his tape. I was just like, God damn, that's another fucking dot. That's another dart. That's another dart. This man is just going, going, going. He came out ready to rumble. No doubt about it. Yeah, I like it. Um, all right, let's get on to the next one. And by the way, as you're talking about Trevor Lawrence and you know how he might be in trouble with his limited mobility, is this the right team you want to bring your franchise QB out when you're on a playoff run? Is this the team him hobble like that? You want to put him in front of this uh, um, Browns defense? Miles Garrett, thank you, Miles Garrett, Browns led defense that is just absolutely. All over him. I just think that's just a bad recipe for them and just not smart at all. Um, all right, let's go to the uh, other go get my beer game. The Lions at the Bears. Um, Lions against fantasy QBs are 28th, running back 7th, receivers 26th, and tight ends 25th. Bears 18th against fantasy QBs, 20th against running backs, 16th against receivers, and 26th against tight ends. I mean, the big question I have for you, is it Justin Fields or is it not? <laughs> oh, it's Justin Fields all day long. Okay. Listen, Jason, Jason, I'm going to tell you this real quick. You remember this. The last time we called this the go get my beer game is the game that it was like 31 to 26 and the Lions barely came back and won the game. So That's I don't, true. I'm not going to label this one to go get my beer game. <laughs> I have full faith that this game is going to rerun what happened a couple weeks ago. And I think that it's going to be put my players in this game. Mm. David Montgomery, revenge game part two, baby. He signed with this team for a reason. So he can go shit on his team twice a year, his former team. Jameer Gibbs, guess what? He scored a touchdown that game too. Put him in. Jared Goff, 1,000% put him in. I think he went for like 300 yards in that game. Hell yeah, put him in. Everybody. The only person you don't put in is whoever you have as the Bears running back because not even they know who they're going to put in. So I would just hold up on that one and say, I don't, I want no part of that. Because right now it's Leo Herbert, Donta Foreman, and Roshan Johnson. And they're pretty much just saying the fantasy world, we'll see who shows up on the field. I'm not cool with that. So we'll leave it at that. Play everybody but the Bears running back. All righty. Well, we're about to get in the four o'clock games. Before we do that, however, you know, it's Friday and we haven't seen him in a while, but it's time to get our club dancing shoes on because DJ Chuck Bass is in the house to play the fantasy hits. Welcome to Playing the Hits Week 14 with me, your boy, DJ Chuck Bass. Another one. Christmas time is upon us. Lights are on the houses. Wreaths are on the doors. And over 50% of my roster has booked hotel rooms for Cabo in January. And that leaves the rest of us with lineups full of low-budget knockoffs. And nobody does a low-budget knockoff better than a Hallmark Christmas movie. It's Prince Santa. Hallmark. This is our Super Bowl. Let's get to the hits. Up first on the countdown is Chargers tight end Gerald Everett. Only in a Hallmark movie would a coach as bad as Brandon Staley be allowed to keep his job. The Chargers have been auditioning supporting roles all season long, 
but sadly, every fantasy actor has bombed their chance, except for the Jer Bear. Despite only playing in 10 games, Everett ranks eighth in red zone targets and has finished as a top nine tight end in three of his last five contests. Now, let's get on to the middle track of the week, and that is Bill's running back, James Cook. This trade block all-star has made his bones being the RB we can't bench, but we can't trade. And that's just the kind of scrappy underdog we need going into the home stretch. Since the Bills gave offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey the pink slip, Cook has seen season high in usage and an uptick in his passing work. We like it. Now, coming in at number one on this week's track is the man who went from pastronaut to astronaut in just two weeks, Vikings quarterback Joshua Dobbs. This man's story was literally written by an AI that was forced to watch hours and hours of Hallmark movies for a year straight. Sure, he's had a couple bad games and some turnovers, but he played two of the hottest defenses in the league. He has a high rushing floor, a cupcake schedule, and the return of Justin Jefferson going forward. Shout out Dobbs to the moon. I guess everyone was too good for the Hallmark Channel this week, which I would have thought was emotionally impossible. But hey, anything can happen on plan. The hits. He works too much, so it's okay if I cheat on him. Jessica Normal and Canadian handsome Chris Bearstick star in Yes, Santa. I don't know why Gerald ever decided to stay for the whole episode. I don't know what the hell I did there. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, bro. How the hell you got on there? I damn checked that thing like three times. I don't know how the hell that happened. Anyway, um, good Hallmark stuff just, there. Just a little Christmas magic got sprinkled onto there, <laughs> I, I guess. guess so. <laughs> I wonder if it was on the candy cane, too, because she was really going for that. <laughs> Love it. All right, well, let's get to these 4 o'clock games. Seahawks at the 49ers. Seahawks, they're 24th against fantasy QBs, 28th against running backs, 23rd against receivers, 13th against tight ends. 49ers, 3rd against QBs, 3rd against running backs, 19th against receivers, and number 1 against tight ends. We already know, start all the 49ers, so let's just not even go there. Let's just go to the Seahawks side. You tell me who you would start against your solid 49er D. It's going to be weird because he had a bad game last time. But I would start DK Metcalf. I think that he's coming off a big week. He's going to want to get revenge. He hears all the chattering um, Charvarius Ward has put out there. And I wouldn't be surprised if he goes for a touchdown in this game. I, I won't be as bold to say start Geno because I think Geno's still going to have a rough week. I mean, he's, he's injured in the groin now. Like, come on, mobility. And you have a problem because that line is weak. And now you've got the 49ers coming into town. Or I'm sorry, they're not coming into town. They're coming to us. So now you got to play on Golden Field against the 49ers. Oh, man. It's going to be a tough day to be a Geno fan. It's going to be a tough day to be a Seahawks fan. Uh, Kenneth Walker. This is the real thing here. I would start him if he plays. If he doesn't play, don't start Zach Charbonnet because he didn't have that great of a game last time. And then... Uh, flex Jackson Smith and Jigba because he had himself a game against the Amador Lenore. And if I were, if I were Pete Carroll, I would try and exploit that a little bit more this week, but that's, that's what I got for you, man. This is going to be, uh, this is going to be, I'm not going to book this in as a easy game. It's just going to be one of those games where I'm still going. All right, come on. Just don't fall apart here. I think uh, Seahawks will give you a tighter match um, than the last time. But, you know, again, we'll see how that ends up playing out fantasy wise. Um, All right. Vikings at the Raiders. Uh, Vikings against fantasy QB 16th, running back 6th, 21st for receivers and 12th against tight ends. Raiders 14th against QBs, 26th against running backs. 12th against receivers and 15th against tight ends. So for this one, believe it or not, on the Viking side, I like a little bit of Alexander Madison. I know, I know, I know, I know. If you own him, I don't even know if who would own him at this point, you know, because how much has he done all season long? But he's got a great matchup against this Raiders um, run defense that has been horrible all year long against running backs. So I do like him in this matchup. Um, the return of Justin Jefferson 
obviously is going to help um, him as well. And uh, again, speaking of Justin Jefferson, how do you not like him to want to come make a mark in his return? Doesn't seem to always happen uh, when these superstars come back. So obviously you're going to play him anyway, but I do like him to get in the end zone at least once. Um, and of course, the return of Justin Jefferson improves Josh Dobbs a lot uh, as well. So, um, you know, he's good this week. Again, we could go over a few QBs. I'd start him over, um, but um, there's few that I'd start over him as well. Um, and on the Raiders side, um, you know, Josh Jacobs, uh, you know, it's a tough matchup against the Vikings. I think I would probably side a little more for Devonta Adams in this one because the Vikings secondary, not only are they, um, excuse me, uh, not only are they not very good against fantasy QBs, but they blitz a lot. Like, that's the thing. So you can catch them and burn them on a few long bombs, um, which I could foresee in this matchup. So um, anyway, that's my take on it. What do you got to say? Anything else on this one? Uh, yeah, I would start Josh, I would start Josh Jacobs and TJ Hawkinson. That's the only thing I'll add to that. I think Hawkinson's going to benefit from Justin Jefferson being back as well. Lots of targets are going to be – safeties are going to be having to go over to the Jefferson side, opening up the middle of the field for Hawk. Yeah, no, good point as well. Broncos at the Chargers. Broncos, they are 25th against fantasy QBs, 30th against running backs, 10th against receivers. They are dead last against tight ends. Uh, tw- uh, Chargers, 29th against fantasy QBs, 19th against running backs, 30th against receivers, and 22nd against tight ends. So, guys, you like and don't like in this one? I'll take both the quarterbacks. I think that both of them have a good shot at producing at a top 12 level. Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, of course. And then, you know, I'll, man, it's so tough because Austin Eckler has really let us down this year. But you can't leave him out of your lineups. I would say, you know, and a little note, the coach did say that there are more carries up for grab. Isaiah Spiller, Joshua Kelly is somebody else coming in to take some of the the workload off Austin Eckler. But I I, I do think that this could be a big game for him. Um, on the the Chargers side, it's it's Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, Justin Herbert, just to the moon. The everybody else can go. Su- everybody else can go suck a fart. Yeah. Um, and then on the Broncos side. Uh, it's pretty much the same old shit. You know, it's Russell Wilson, Cortland Sutton. If you're feeling froggy about it, put Javante Williams in there too. I think he's not a bad option, but, you know, he's not one of those guys that hyper-produces, so that's the only drawback. He's like a James Cook. Like, he'll produce yards, but he just never produces touchdowns, and you're just frustrated. You're like, God damn it, dude, just score. One one time, get in a damn end zone. Um, I feel you on that. All right, let's get on to the big matchups at four o'clock, man. I can't wait. This is a great Sunday. Let's go first one. Bills at Chiefs. And in a game that for me personally, you just can't go wrong with any loser in this one. Uh, against fantasy QBs, the Bills are 10th. Running backs are 18th. They're ninth against receivers and 11th against tight ends. Weird thing with numbers, right? So the Chiefs, they are 13th against fantasy QBs. They are 13th against running backs, and they are 13th against receivers, and then fifth against tight ends. All right, so uh, for this one, obviously, no matter what struggles have gone on, no matter how good defenses have looked, you got to go Josh Allen. You got to go Patrick McGahomes. It's one of those going to be great young shootouts and one of those rivalries that hopefully we'll just see from from now until eternity. Um, So I like both the QBs in this one. Running backs are a question. We talked about Pacheco maybe going in the IR. Is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire the guy, though? But that's the thing is that the Bills are very susceptible to the run. So if the Chiefs can find someone to establish a running game with, um, that'll help them in this matchup and obviously help you with your fantasy team if you can figure out who that would be. Um, As Justin indicated, James Cook, always a good play. However, he's not going to give you that big huge numbers but he's got a great floor at least for you so at least gave you some solid points um and in the receiver market um you know i don't i just can't never trust gabe davis like i just one of those guys he's up and then he's down and then when you say down he's down like real down um stefan diggs i think him and josh allen may you know may have found a little bit back their groove so obviously he's a good play 
um, in this matchup. And, um, you know, Rasheed Rice um, seems to be the man over there with uh, Patrick Mahomes um, as far as the receivers go. And obviously you're going to play Chelsea, excuse me, Chelsea. You're going to play Kelsey. And I don't think, uh, as Doc mentioned, I don't think Dawson Knox is back this game. So obviously a huge start for Kincaid um, in this matchup as well. This is one of those, your chips are all in. You're starting all these guys because you're going to be pissed um, come, come the next day and they've all scored and you just pull held these people out of this matchup. Um, anything to add? What do you think? Yeah, I think it's going to be a big game for Kincaid. And you know what? I'm going to call it here, Jason, just right here. I think that the Bills are going to win by at least 10 points. Ooh. If not two Ooh. touchdowns. I think the Bills come into this game with their hair on fire. And the Chiefs are coming into this game just looking for answers. I think one team's just going to mow over the other. All right. Well, nobody's watching anyway, so I just want to show you this. I agree with you, sir. So don't you worry about that. I feel you. Um, but like I said, I can't go wrong here. Any one of these teams loses, and I'm I'm good to go. So whatever. Um, all right, I'm going to let you take this other great one, the Eagles at the Cowboys. This is going to be a great matchup uh, against Fantasy QBs. Uh, Eagles are 31st. Running backs, they are first. Receivers, they are 32nd. Tight ends, 19th. Um, Cowboys against Fantasy QBs, 17th. Running backs, 4th. Receivers, 7th. And tight ends, 21st. So guys you like and don't like. See, this is the time when you you wish you still had the judge and you had the Flanders. Because this is this is the moment I can't do it justice. The <laughs> hatred that boils between these two great teams, great teams. Anyways, you know, ah oh man, it, this is just like the last game. Just start every fucking person on your lineup from this team. You got an eagle, you're starting him. Sneaky one here. Dallas Goddard is back, people. Put him back in your lineups because I think he's going to do big things this week. That is my personal opinion. I think that this guy is tailor-made for this game. And then on the Dallas side, start everyone. (laughs) This is going to be a tailor-made shootout. The Eagles are reeling on defense. The Cowboys are coming in with their chest puffed out on offense. And the Eagles... I'm going to say this. I think the Eagles are going to be playing from behind, and they're going to be playing like their life depends on it because that number one seed definitely depends on it. Oh, yeah. Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott might be one and two this week. We just got to find out who's one and who's two. (laughs) Going to be an interesting one for sure. Love it. Justin still talking smack from last week. I definitely got to be feeling it there. All right, so let's go the Packers at the Giants, um, you know, in the Monday night doubleheader. Why? Um, Packers, they're eighth against fantasy QBs, 22nd against running backs, fourth against receivers, and 27th against tight ends. Giants, 11th against QBs, 27th against running backs, 27th against receivers, and six versus tight ends. So I'll make this real short and real easy. Jordan Love all day long, A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones. I don't care who it is, whoever is toting that rock, you put them in there in their lineup. And receiver-wise, again, look to see who's healthy first um, and get them in there as well because um, I like all the offense on the Packers side of things. Um, as far as the Giants are concerned, um, you know, Barkley, he, I mean, the Packers have been susceptible to the run this season, so I could see him having a, a decent game for you, but they're still kind of limited, and there's nobody in the receiving core I like in the Giants, quite frankly. So anything to add on that one, Justin? Uh, no. No, not really. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> all right, sounds good. Moving right along. Um, all right, well, you know, let's just go to this other Monday night game. I actually will be in attendance. Can't wait for that. The Titans at America's team, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Titans, they are 15th against fantasy QBs, 12th against receiver, or excuse me, running backs, 24th against receivers, and 4th against tight ends. Dolphins, 21st against QBs, 11th against running backs, 14th against receivers, and 18th versus tight ends. So I'm going to put this to you. 
Give me some guys you don't like and like in this one. Uh, let's just play straight to the strong suit of the Dolphins. Um, I, I'm I'm loving Tua, Tyreek, even Waddle. I know Waddle's been the most inconsistent piece of this entire offense. I imagine this is his get-right game right before they start to hit that hard part of the schedule coming up. Mm-hmm. So I, I like it. You know, on the flip side, Mostert has been banged up and kind of the production has been going down. If you have Mostert, I'm actually considering sitting him this week in a lot of my teams because, you know, he's been good, but he's been getting banged up when Mostert does. And this defense against the rush has been pretty damn solid. Uh, that being said, Devon A-Chain, I am not taking out because Devon A-Chain has another gear. Mm-hmm. And when you get him in space, it is very hard to tackle him. Yep. Unlike Raheem Mostert, it is hard to tackle Raheem Mostert. He is very fast, but he often hits the middle of the field more than he hits the outside. Mike McDaniel is very smart with Devon A-Chain. He sticks him straight to the outside, and he says, just run. Just sprint to the end zone, and he does it. And that's all I want. So, yeah, I'm definitely going with that. And then for this question right here, I'm going to just take it real quick. I don't like Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I think it's a great position to have, but I've never kind of seen him as any bit valuable in fantasy. He just he just never does it for me, you know, and he's he's been injury-prone in the past. It's just not for me. I don't know about you, Coop. It's not for me. Yeah, um, well, I, I think it all depends on what your team looks like. I mean, do you need that? You know, are you ever going to play Clyde Edwards-Alaire? You know, do you are you afraid of him um, that if your other opponent may snag him? It's really on how you feel your team's at, quite frankly. Um, right now, for me, for an example, the team I know that's going on has got to buy, and there's just n- nobody I would drop for him. Um, So I guess that would be the thing. Um, As you mentioned, he had his time when he was all by himself. Um, He was supposed to be the man and he just never fulfilled that role. So I don't see him fulfilling it now um, either. So again, it just depends on team need. If you need um, in our running back, say you're, uh, I would even say if you start to, and like, say you have a flex position and you only have say, two or maybe even three it might be okay depending on what that roster looks like so again these are one of those questions that i wish i could see your full squad to say yeah do that um but you know again he's not somebody i would sell a farm for or be jumping to go grab um all righty well um that was a great way to close things out especially when we're talking about america's team the miami dolphins evan by the way thank you so much for your comment Make sure you like, subscribe, do that thing, and w- enter to win the Jester Sack. I can't believe I forgot to mention that in the beginning of the show. Every like, comment, subscribe, all do all that good stuff. We're giving away the Jester Sack. There are so many good things, so many signed, uh, signed jerseys. We got signed helmets. He's got it all for you. Hit that subscribe button, like, and comment. We do appreciate you. All right, we're going to close out tonight with one of our fantasy friends. Um, it is our boy Bandy. You know, he likes to flex on things. Unfortunately, Nikki was out of town this week, so we don't got no fantasies to go over, but we sure the hell know how to flex on them. So let's go, Bandy. Flex starts of the week. Welcome back to Bandy's Flex Starts of the Week. going on my people hey them playoffs are coming quicker than you think so i guess it's time for a little bandy's flex starts of the week man the weather is a changing the playoffs are starting to drift on in so let's get some guys for you that'll help you out in those flex spots with all them buys this week Guys, coming first on my list is one that pains me so much to add. Somebody who was drafted higher than he probably deserved to be, but is finally making an impact. Odell Beckham Jr. I know. We, I mean, we thought we saw it coming, but we didn't. But hey, now it's here. 
He's worth a flex spot ad this week. Lamar Jackson is playing. Odell Beckham Jr., throw him in the flex spot. Moving on to the next guy on my list. This is a guy that I've been kind of blowing the horn all year long. Finally, they're starting to get some work to this guy. I'm talking about your boy, Roshan Johnson, the rookie from Chicago. Uh, getting a lot of pass catching work, man. This guy can definitely help you out in a pinch. Let's move on to the last guy on this list. And it feels like Patrick Mahomes has finally got a number one receiver. He's up, up to number one on the depth chart and number one in Kansas City Chiefs fans' hearts. I'm talking about Rashid Rice. Throw him in the flex spot, guys. He'll help you out this week. Guys, for more fantasy football advice and all kinds of fun, good things, check out the 4th and Flex Fantasy Football Podcast. Shout out. Shout out to the Sports Network. The playoffs. Deuces. Thank you. I've been working out. Vanny, we appreciate you as always. We hope we broke this thing down for you out there and get you into that fantasy playoff spot. All right, well, guys, we appreciate you. Don't forget, wake up with us on Sunday morning. We got picks. We got Ariel in with some great way to fatten your stacks. Um, and we got some, fa- hey, we got a fantasy Jesus. We got fantasy other fantasy friends. We got lots of great ways to get your Line up set and uh, get your pockets fattened. We appreciate you guys. Enjoy the weekend. We'll see you on Sunday morning, and we are out.